Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Pursuit from Bourbon to Brand. However you found us, we're glad that you're here as we get behind the scenes with the Pursuit Spirits brand. I'm your host, Brian Bikey. Joining me, as always, we have the guys, Ryan and Kenny. How are you all doing tonight? We are swell. We're doing great. Yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. I guess that's the best way to do it. We're doing okay. Hot off the heels from Pursuit Palooza, another opportunity both for you all to, to kind of reach to the Bourbon Pursuit brand fan base. And also, we had a really unique experience where we were able to do a Pursuit series pick with people as well. Plus, there were, you know, I, I had noticed there were a lot of new faces from the last year that we did it. Maybe they're not new faces to you all, but I would uh, I would also assume there's probably some new faces that you all got to run through with the Pursuit Spirits tasting that you all did. How, how did that go for you guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of kick that one off. So I, I didn't do a, a data crunch of figuring out who came from last year versus this year, anything like that. And by the way, for anybody that doesn't know about Pursuit Palooza, it's a, well, it's now an annual event. We've done two in a row. So I would consider it an annual event where Ryan and I, we try to think of awesome insider experiences that take people on. That's kind of, it's not a, I want you to come to Kentucky and go sit in a hallway and have to listen to us either do a live podcast or go to a breakout session and hear somebody talk. But instead, I kind of want it to be a party. I want to I want to have cool things to be able to go to and our own little bourbon bonanza and festival or whatever. I mean, we had a lot of cool things going on. Like I said, I didn't know exactly who was coming this year versus last year, but there was, uh, there, sorry, there were a lot of new faces, which was great. For the most part, I think everything went off pretty well. And, you know, one of those things that kind of thinking about the the programming as a part of this is that as we are continuing to start talking about what we're doing and building our brand, it's one of those things that we just have to continually, I don't want to say reinforce, but kind of re-energize people, get them excited about it. Because being Bourbon Pursuit, we try and be very neutral when we're talking about ourselves because it's supposed to be about the industry. It's supposed to be about everybody and lifting everything up. But of course, we do have a vested interest in what we're building too. But this also gives us a unique opportunity to be able to get in front of our existing fan base. I mean, I don't know how many times that we've either, and maybe it's polarizing because I feel like we do talk about Pursuit Spirits quite a bit on Bourbon Pursuit, but then we know that I, I hear our ambassadors, they'll go and do a whiskey festival and they're like, oh my God, the Bourbon Pursuit guys, they have, a, they have their own whiskey? And we're like, yeah, the whole time. So... You know, it's one of those things that we want to make sure that we continually try to reinforce that message. But at the same exact time, like these are our biggest advocates and we want to make sure that they understand what we're building and that they have a, you know, I'm not going to say that they have a, a vested interest in it, but they, they want to be a part of it. Like, and, and I think it's a good opportunity for us to be able to help showcase our brand and what we're doing because we're not just yet another source brand. We're not just grabbing some stuff off the open market and put in a bottle. But instead, we do have a we have something very unique. We have a very powerful message and something that's unique and different in the process that hopefully is resonating with our type of audience. So we have to just continually reinforce that. So as a part of Pursuit Palooza, we had two opportunities to kind of put our brand in front of it. One was a private tasting through our entire four SKUs of United plus Oak Collection, which was great. I would say at least half, if not three quarters of people there had already tried it before, which can't say thank you enough. I mean, that's just one of those things that you, you see it and it just hits home with people, which is great. Even had the opportunity for people to buy bottles after it, which I think they sold close to like 50 bottles. 
when we had 110 people there. So, I mean, that's awesome. I, I think that's that's fantastic. And that's one of those things that Ryan and I have always said as we started talking about building a bourbon brand, especially as small as we are, is that as we're doing this, I mean, it's literally every, every bottle matters and every bottle counts. And we want to make sure that uh, we try to say that, you know, you're really trying to help a startup. Uh, we, we're, we're kind of broke and we're still trying to, Charles, try to make it happen. But the second part of that is being able also to do is like giving people the opportunity to go select a barrel. I mean, we do this as part of Bourbon Pursuit now for the past, gosh, four or five years now of actually going out and selecting barrels. And when we started our own private barrel club, actually, it's been longer than that now. I think seven plus years now. Gosh, might have been eight. Time flies. But it's one of those things that we've all been on barrel picks and we know how fun they are. But not everybody gets that opportunity to be able to do it. And so being able to have, uh, and what we did is we had three barrels that we had, and I should say Ryan had previously selected, and we put them out there and everybody kind of got a ticket and you got to taste all three barrel samples and you choose which one you wanted in, you know, barrel one, barrel two, barrel three. And at the end of the night, we tallied it up to figure it out. And so you got to be a part of a 110 person barrel pick, which isn't a small feat in itself either. So it's kind of a unique opportunity that we can provide that for our, our audience. I, I don't know a whole lot of people other than I know John from Smooth Ambler and Dramble Dree. Like I know he does that for, for his particular community, but this was something that was cool that we could be able to do that most people typically can't. Yeah. The cool thing about with Pursuit Spirits and our fans and Burn Pursuit and this and that. It's like we can give this is probably like one of the first brands that the fans can be part of the startup and part of the process. Like they can come along the journey with us, go through everything we're going through. And that that's a fascinating thing that, you know, most of these bourbon brands are hundreds of years old and they are established and whatnot. And even the the startups still kind of try to scratch and claw and connect with whiskey fans and the cool thing about Bourbon Pursuit is we had that trust with whiskey fans, but now we can take them along the journey with us of starting a bourbon brand, you know, and give them that opportunity, which is neat. And then, you know, with the, like you said, the, the Pursuit Spirits tasting, everyone kind of had it before, but what was fun about mine was Fred Minnick got to lead mine. And so <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Kinda, you got, you got off Scott clean on that one. So I didn't have to talk. Well, Fred would be like, here's how I taste and here's what I'm tasting. And Ryan, tell me about this one, blah, blah, blah. So that was that was nice. But uh, the single barrel selection was cool and because I think the votes were like 30 for barrel one, 32 for barrel two, and like 39 for barrel three. Yeah, so 38 or 39. And so I was kind of proud of that because I was looking for three different styles of, you know, our that we had some extra, we had some, Kentucky rye barrels when I was picking United that I just thought were way too good to blend. And so I wanted to offer them as single barrels and I, I wanted to pick three different styles and see which, and so I was happy that they were that even. Yeah. It was such a cool experience. It, I think I want to say it was probably 50, 50 between old and new from last year. I mean, just from like a feeling, I have no data. It was just like from a, <laughs> a feeling perspective, but uh, it was a great time. I love 
hanging and talking and seeing our friend or not our well fans and friends yeah it's just a cool experience because i think this is one cool unique opportunity that we're not this like just like oh closed off brand like there's no secrets there's no like hiding behind a curtain there's no like wizard of oz thing like with a lot of startup brands who are sourcing whiskey we're an open book you know transparent to a fault and we let our fans be a part of the process and i think that's really cool that a lot of brands can't do and I think that's something we can, as we continue down our journey, I think it's just going to be cool for them too to be a part of. It's like, it's like, how often do you get to like go hang out with, you know, the owners and blenders and whatever spreadsheeters of a brand and spend two days with them? So it's, I don't know, it's a cool thing that I wish we could have done with, you know, up and coming bourbon brands, you know, from the get go. So I don't know. That's just how I feel. You want to do karaoke with Jimmy Russell on a bus? At yeah, midnight. That's is that right. what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jimmy Russell would get on because I was like had the microphone in my. Dis- Brian was my microphone assistant. He was handing it to me, and I don't think he could get on there and like sing uh, wedding songs on the microphone like I was doing <laughs> that night. So I want to go to outer space with Jimmy Russell. That's what I wanted. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Ex- drinking acid cat with Jimmy Russell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I'm glad that we're doing this topic uh, right after. Pursuit Palooza, where we're able to recap all of that, because I've been in conversations either with you all separately or together, or I've seen you all interact with the different brands, as well as, you know, you all have your families, you all have your jobs. We've talked about that in our individual episodes that we've done before, and we know that there's a division of time that takes place here. So I kind of really wanted to dive into this division of time while you see people who might come to the Pursuit Palooza who are really looking forward to connecting with the Bourbon Pursuit guys and who they listen to on all the episodes of Bourbon Pursuit that come out every week. And then there are the people who are interested in the growth of the brand for Pursuit Spirits as a spirits brand. And I feel like I see both of you all interact with the brands a little bit differently. So I just kind of wanted to open up the topic about how you divide the time and what that either feels like for you guys or looks like for you guys or potentially how you think things might continue in the future as you're trying to, I would assume, grow both sides of these things. And we've talked before, it's like, man, if only we could duplicate you two, but we know we can't do that. And so, you know, given that, what does it look like to divide your all's time among these these two things that both are are vying for your attention. I mean, it's all a blur, but Ryan, do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gosh, that as Kenny said, it's it, it's exactly a blur. We just you have to be really intentional. I think about both. So, like with Burn Pursuit, Kenny does you know an amazing job of still scheduling, keeping that cadence going with recordings with whiskey quickies with uh this week in bourbon the 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 this week in bourbon has been like a really fun kind of thing to i guess re-energize maybe the the podcast side of things you know we've done a great job of telling stories and letting other people talk about their brands and this and that but this week in bourbon has been like a kind of for me at least just kind of a new like refresher kind of get into the bourbon industry like new what's happening what's going on and so it's i've really liked that aspect but two i think that having the brand has really kind of elevated the podcast because now we kind of understand the decisions and what's going on and 
behind these brands and like we ask better questions and we can connect with our guests and audiences better because we know what they're going through. It's not just like coming from this angry whiskey fan perspective. It's, but it's tough, you know, cause like we'd love elevating and telling the stories of people in the industry because that's what's got us here. But we're also, sometimes I'm like, I read something on this week in bourbon, like a press release or this or that. And I'm like, that's nauseating because, uh, <laughs> because that's completely, yeah, it's all marketing. That, yeah. Like, you know, what's going on behind the scenes and you're like, it, it kind of like frustrates me and sometimes, but, uh, you don't yeah, always bite your tongue though. Let's be I honest. I don't touch her. That's I'm, I'm too honest. Uh, it's Cause y'all, y'all give me a late at night and I'm like, tired and, <laughs> and and i've lost like all control yeah it's it has been a challenge because we want to we don't want to cannibalize what got us here we don't want to bite the hands that feed us but at the same time it's like we have a cool story to tell ourselves and so it's hard to balance those two we're trying to i think we do it right because like kenny said when somebody goes to a whiskey festival and says hey the burn pursuit guys have a brand like what <laughs> I'd be interested to hear what Kenny says. But on the flip side of that, some people are going, all you do is talk about your brand. And right, so that's true. there's no happy medium and it is what it is. Back to the the balance of everything. I mean, we're recording this at 9.30 p.m. on a Monday night, right? It just goes to show you that we're always on. We're continually working to try to figure out how can we continue to do both of these? And yes, as was Brian had mentioned earlier, the, a lot of the burnt pursuit work falls in my lap, but that's the that's the mission that I've taken on. But it's because I I understand the cadence. I I, I kind of have a a very good way of of knowing what's going out, what to do, how to find the right guests, how to find the right topics. But everything that we do now has to fit into a larger purpose or an overall goal. Like what's a topic that's going to resonate? And that's just one of those things that I want to make sure that we create subject matter and content that resonates with as much people as possible. And it has to be something that either we can bring people on to share in something like that. And that is a that is a constant pipeline of thought process and just ideas that go into a spreadsheet. And then I revisit them at a later date and figure out like, what can we do to build on this? And the other, the other side of this is, yes, sometimes we do have brands on. And most of them are going to have some sort of national presence because that's what people see on the shelves. So they, people have to have that connection with it. And so that's where the that's where the, the thought and the idea process has come behind Bourbon Pursuit. But at the same exact time, a lot of the ideas that are coming uh, down the pipe now are all something that is because it's like, okay, let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about distribution. Let's talk about these things that I mean, a selfishly, like we want to learn about for our own <laughs> brand, but we have we have something that is interesting or unique, or it's a perspective that, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can go ahead and scroll through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and now there's a dime a dozen on bourbon podcasts out there, but nobody gets as deep and as detailed and as interesting, I think, as we do. And that's because of what we've been able to do with this brand to behind Ryan's point there. And I, I think that's really, I think where, where the podcast is going to continue to, and, and that's what I think. I don't know if Brian, if you had asked me or if somebody else asked me, they're like, what's the exit strategy for bourbon pursuit? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, well, does the brand exist without bourbon pursuit? Does bourbon pursuit exist without the brand? For right now, they, they go hand in hand and they're continually, they're, I'm hoping they they will grow together. I think that's that's really the the goal between both of them. Uh, now, the other thing is when you're talking about balancing time, yeah, I think this is this is the the tough part 
we, I've kind of put a lot of the, like, what do we do in the growth factor for Bourbon Pursuit kind of on the back burner? I mean, we have somewhere around 50,000 unique listeners every single month. That's around 180,000 downloads every single month. Uh, last year, we did 2.2 million downloads. I think we'll get 2.2 to 2.4 this year. And you see slow growth with there, but gosh, I mean, if you're listening to a bourbon podcast, you're a one percenter. You are a niche of a niche of a niche. And it is really hard to sit there and say like, oh, I'm going to throw money at Facebook ads. or I'm going to throw money at whatever to try to grow a podcast. That's just not what it is. It, it actually is. It's more time spent on content building than anything where you'd have to sit there and take episodes and chop them up and put them onto TikTok and all this other kind of stuff. And it's just, that's not where the time is going to be valuable in the, the short term for us, because right now a lot of our time is being spent in building the bourbon brand. We've got to focus on what do we do there to help start putting marketing dollars there or to help build the content or the story or the branding or whatever it is that really needs our attention. Because I mean, I hate to say it, but bourbon pursuit is kind of a very, very well oiled machine right now. We have our cadence, we have our recording weeks, we have a little bit of a, a good set of automation built in. So I can tell you exactly the link to hit to go and schedule something. You go into the calendar, you click a button, all of a sudden you're going to get a t-shirt and a microphone that shows up on the day that on the recording day, me and Ryan are going to, sh to show up right there on the, the Riverside session and you'll be able to talk with us. Like it is a very well old machine. Like there's nothing you have to do. There's automated calendar reminders and emails that get sent out. So it's a, it's something that is, is in a pretty good state right now, but beyond that, we can do that because the podcast is digital first. It's, and that's the way it's built, but building a bourbon brand is as we talked before when we thought, oh yeah, we'll be an online-only brand. Well, that's not necessarily going to happen. So we have to sit there and build this the old school way. And you've got to have personal relationships with your distributors and your stores and your ambassadors and everything like that to make sure that you can continue to uh, push, I don't want to say push your agenda, but push whatever marketing message you're trying to do and, and be able to help take it to the, the next level as well. Yeah, I think the nice thing about, well, and I think we learned with building the podcast or, you know, building a following or social media, like, you know, a lot of people will buy into content because it's obviously it's cheap, it's free, and it's easily replicated once you find what works. And so it's easy to scale once you kind of figure out. And I think we do a, we, we've done a great job at putting out quality content and, and and doing that and you know kenny i think we should make a t-shirt because kenny says it every episode like if you're listening to this you're a top one percent niche of a niche of a niche <laughs> yeah, percent and, <laughs> and uh so i think i was talking to someone like who pays for like nielsen data and stats which we can't because we're poor but uh they said there's 50 million bourbon consumers across the country so we're actually less than a one percent according to your stats of we're like a, a half a percent, you know, people listening to this. So you're very into the weeds and nerdy if you're listening to us. I think the brand will help grow the podcast too, because like doing these events and this and that, like people go, you do a tasting, you tell them about it, they scan it, they're like, oh, well, I'm into bourbon, but I never knew a bourbon podcast existed. I, I just scrolly, I mindlessly scroll through YouTube and watch these blah 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 reviews and this and that, and and but they're they're moving past that and they want to know like. You know, I think the cool thing about us is, you know, it, we've moved on past like the, the 
generic BS story that they tell a thousand times on a tour. And now we're into the nuts and bolts of like what it takes to make a bourbon brand, not just for us, but for, because we're going through, we, we get, give other brands an opportunity to share that with folks. And I think that resonates. And so I think they'll continue to, as Kenny said, grow hand in hand. And, um, I think they just got to coexist and I, I hope they coexist cause it's a lot of fun doing both of them, but it, I am running a time like it's, you know, before <laughs> we got on here, I'm like sitting here categorizing, uh, transactions from pursuit spirits, you know, seeing how much money we spend in marketing dollars in each state and how much ambassadors we paid and this and that. And it's like, it just never stops. And it, good Lord. And that's why it yeah. bags underneath our eyes now. The, I feel like the one thing we do miss the mark on with Bourbon Pursuit nowadays is that we are way beyond the Bourbon 100 level or way beyond the Bourbon 101 person that wants to tune in and just say like, hey, I'm into bourbon. What's new? And all of a sudden we're throwing around all these acronyms like MGP and LTO and blah, blah, blah. And they're kind of like, hold the phone. Where do we start? And, and that's just one of those things that, you know, we, our, our narrative and our progression has gone so far that it's, it's a lot of people that have been with us since the beginning that are still with us. There's a lot of industry people that know exactly what we're talking about, but we might lose some of those 100 level people because we just, we don't talk about that stuff much more. Yeah. And that's hard because, you know, and Matt Pittman for me, church, you know, cause I'm like. He's like, God, I hate recording brisket videos, but I have to do them, you know, every, you know, several times a year because there's so many new people coming into barbecue that just want to learn about brisket and ain't going to go like five years earlier to, you know, your they want what's new. So it's like, you know, maybe we need to think about doing introductory level stuff again, maybe a refresh or something. Well, it's one of those things. It's like the way you cook brisket. It didn't change between the past few years, but you need something new because that's just, it, that's, you scroll through and you look and you just see what's new. That's, you want what's current. And yeah, it's, it's the same exact thing when you're scrolling through Google articles and there's like, oh, there's this article from, you know, 2021. Now I need something within the past six months. Right. And that's just typically the natural way people are. Yep. Humans suck. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So kind of a question that I have uh, based off something, Kenny, that you had mentioned. So you had mentioned that Bourbon Pursuit is kind of a well-oiled machine, but, you know, we're also burning the midnight oil, as you might say, kind of tag teaming both. So I would think that the fuel required to continue to grow Pursuit Spirits is going to continue to be uh, time demanding. So how do we continue to like lean into Pursuit Spirits? Yes. Bourbon Pursuit is is well-oiled, but there's still designated time that that takes right now. So what does it look like as the brand continues to kind of, as the Pursuit Spirits brand continues to grow? And have you all talked about, hey, how do we, how do we tackle that? Well, let's, let's also not get it twisted, Brian. We have, we have Pursuit Spirits, we have Bourbon Pursuit, we have our day jobs, and we have our families. Okay, so there is there's a lot of things that are always vying for our attention. Now, our goal, that is at least between Ryan and I, I know our ultimate goal is that we want to be in bourbon full time. And that's really where we want to be. But the only way to get there is the pursuit spirits has to be successful. That's the only way it's going to happen. So a lot less time could 
be spent on at least a day job if when I say a lot less, but there is some time that would not be spent on a day job if we are able to sell enough bourbon and enough rye whiskey and enough oak collection that we can get out of doing that for, you know, I should say, we'll say 40 hours a week. Uh, but then the other side of it is, you know, we're not going to sit there and take away time from our family, but on the burn pursuit side, yeah, I mean, we've we've done a lot of things on the bourbon pursuit side to try and streamline a lot of our processes. I have offloaded a lot of stuff back onto my wife, Lauren. We, we hired her to do a lot of stuff in the podcast a few years ago. So she does a lot of the graphics. She still does the whiskey quickies. Uh, we outsource a lot of the stuff on the Thursday episodes for our main podcast. And that's because uh, they it, we have real audio engineers that take care of it. And it's it, for sometimes when you don't have, like when you hear this podcast, it's a little bit different because we know the type of environments that we're working with. We know exactly what settings. We know what plugins to use to be able to get a consistent recording quality every single time. But when you bring on guests and they have different voices, they have different, like more like S, I guess you could say when they talk, they have, you could be in a different recording environment. You could have all these different things. And so therefore you need a real audio engineer that can help figure out exactly how do you make it sound good. And so we we outsource a lot of that stuff on the Thursday on the Thursday episodes now. As we continue to go down this path, I would like to outsource even more because I'm still having to do a lot of the pre-work for every single episode that goes out. Ryan and I we still as much as I mean going wrong, we're still not going to outsource this week in bourbon on the recording side, but maybe on the post-production side, I, I can do a lot of the stuff gets done in about an hour, hour and a half, maybe two. But you know, those are things that I'd love to be able to just show up and record and, and walk away from it. But those are the things that we could potentially start figuring out ways to, to outsource our way out of it. I know Ryan's been one of those biggest proponents. Uh, I think that's probably one of the, what was it? The seven hour work week or whatever that you used to read or four. That's three hours too many. <laughs> okay. Exactly. The four hours. Yours is part, your version is probably seven hours. <laughs> Put it this way. <laughs> I've never read it and or ebooked it or do whatever. But I mean, that was one of the things that you taught me early on years ago. It's like, how do we find people to do these tasks that take a lot of our time into somebody else? And so we work, I'm continually trying to do that and figure out how we can streamline and operation operationalize things a lot easier too. It was a great question, Brian, cause you're like, okay, is there an opportunity cost? Like if spending time on burn pursuit versus the brand and like, how much is that taking away from the brand? And, um, uh, I guess right now I, I look at it, there is an opportunity cost, but I still think there's a passion behind Purban Pursuit and the industry and where it's going. I think like we want to be a part of that and I love what we've done for the industry and I love what the industry has done for us. And I think there's a lot that we've gained and it's a lot of free consultations. So we, we could have spent a ton on consulting. You know, I feel, I feel like we've had the rare opportunity to have the brightest minds in the industry sit down in front of us and tell us how they built their brands and learn from them. And also all the conversations that happen behind the scenes, all the relationships, all the connections. And so I, I think the the juice is still worth a squeeze with Burn Pursuit and this couldn't exist without it and we need it uh, moving forward. So that, but there's, as Kenny said, there's still things we can offload and, automate and i had this quote i heard today it was like lessons not losses you know we're we're always learning lessons and not uh, same with like failing forward or whatever we're always just learning and moving and failing forward and so 
I don't know where I'm going with that, but anyways. Well, I'll, I'll take one thing off your kind of just to come back to what you were saying there is that yes, Bourbon Pursuit has provided us with a, an enormous opportunity that nobody else has had to be able to sit there. And it's not to just sit down and talk to these people and sponge off them and understand exactly how they run their business. What are they doing? What makes them different? How can we learn different? But they're also in our Rolodex now. We got their emails. We're talking to them on cell phone, text messages. It's it's a true networking opportunity that would have never presented itself any other way. And it's just one of the, the probably the most blessing things to look at is to say, yes, even though that we had them as somebody that is a kind of a guiding light, but it's at the end of the day, it all comes back to community. We couldn't have done any of this and we still won't be successful if it's not because of the community that doesn't rally behind this. Because as we said at the top of the show, this has been one of the the, the craziest things about it is that we're inviting people along to hear and be a part of the journey. That's why the podcast you're listening to right now exists because we knew that nothing else existed like this where people could understand what is it like to go and build a bourbon brand? You get to go and hear the inside details, the dirty details every single time. And you know, we're, we don't have a big marketing budget, but we do know how to podcast. And so this is one of those easy things to be able to do. So if you're already a podcast listener, it's an easy lift to be able to sit there and, I mean, A, get some more free content in your ears, but at the same exact time, understand the struggles that we go through on a weekly basis, or I guess this goes out bi-weekly, on a bi-weekly basis of, of what we're doing uh, to actually help do this and help make it successful. I mean, hell, just today we were sitting there, or should I say Ryan wasn't there, but I was dealing with our sprinkler contractor because for everything that we have to do, we've got to figure out new things of new heads and new placements for uh, making sure that we're not spending a quarter million dollars on new sprinklers when we don't have to. And those are just little tiny aggravations that we'll be able to tell more about in detail hopefully in the future. Ryan, you, you said a lot of positive things uh, when you when you were last talking, but going back, Kenny, to something that you mentioned uh, early on about trying to remain neutral as bourbon pursuit, how difficult do you find that when you're exercising uh, thoughts and, and decisions and, and, and thinking about pushing and selling and growing your brand for pursuit spirits, you know, in in balancing even even that with 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 bourbon pursuit like how do you find it difficult to to move through conversations with brands with c- potential customers with stores with distributors um kind of kind of balancing between the the two worlds hey l- listen you know we you know we we're insiders blah 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 oh well now we're brand oh we're insider now we're brand you know we're friends now we're you know us trying to sell <laughs> competition yeah. enemies yeah what you know what's that what's that feel like for you guys honestly i don't think anybody in the industry has looked at it like that hopefully hopefully not because one of the things that we i don't think we stress it i think it's pretty apparent is that we are small peanuts in this massive ocean of people so we're we're not sitting there trying to be the next Brown Foreman or Heaven Hill, and that's not going to happen. That's that's not who we're going to be. You know, we've got our small little niche and our little piece of the pie that we want to be a part of. Beyond that, I also look at it as just trying to figure out, you know, who are we going to be as we continue going through here too. I don't feel that we are going to pose a threat to anybody. 
as Ryan said earlier, if we do anything, we help tell the story for somebody else better. Uh, we, we help try to dig through the BS. I mean, we don't bring anybody on the show unless we really feel they're worthy of coming on. I mean, it's bad as it sounds as being a gatekeeper. I hate to say, like, it sounds very pompous to say that, but to be fair, we get, we get hit up with all stuff all kinds of, all the time. And I really only save a lot of the stuff that I feel is like some of the best of the best, whether they're stories, whether they're hot takes, whether they're cultural or hot topics or anything like that. I want to focus on making sure that we provide a show that is really going to push the boundaries, push the edge, kind of like bring an elevated discussion into everything that we're doing. And it's not relying back on to like our first 50 episodes when we're going, well, tell us more about your mash bill. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. And so I want to make sure that we are are bringing on the right folks that can can help bring a better show. But at the, at the end of the day, I still think if we can bring somebody on and we challenge them and we have a really good discussion, not only does it help the show, but I mean, it helps them tremendously because people will gravitate. They will latch onto that and they'll go, holy crap, I had no idea X, Y, and Z they knew about this or they they really like really just grabbed my attention with that. And I think that is what will ultimately make more fans of another brand is if somebody can come on and they can really hold their weight. I can't tell you how many times we've had people and they're like, and this sounds like conceited and I promise I'm not trying it, but they'll come on like, we finally made it. We're on the burn pursuit. And it, there is something <laughs> to that. Like, because I guess because we understand and know all the BS, like, and like I, I, I did this post a couple, you know, if you're listening to this now, it was a couple weeks ago. I was feeling like I was on the patio. But I was feeling grateful. You know, it was a nice sunset. And I was thinking about all the relationships and friendships and like people that I think are doing it right, you know, and starting brands that aren't just like the big six distilleries and are out there hustling, doing things right. And I was like, let's give them shout of gratitude expose them to our audience to our fans because even you know kenny says if you're a niche of a niche and niche that's the people who are passionate and will who the early adopters that will trust us they'll talk about your brand they'll taste it they'll tell their friends and that's what starts this whole trajectory for brands and this is like a, a rising tide i feel like we're in this like you know the big six did such a great job of getting us here um and getting people so interested in bourbon and now it's like who's going to be this next wave of people in the industry to keep it going forward and i feel like that's us and you know a group of like 20 others and it's like let's keep this going and let's like i I feel like good about where things are going and the people around it and i'm just grateful for that and let's do it together i also don't want to downplay it either we always like to have the big six on the show because no, we do. Tell yeah, me. because they there's so many good characters, so many great stories, and and like they know like this is their lifeblood, and it, it's great to have them on the show. Like, and, and so I, I don't want to downplay that either. It's just one of those things that we we want to make sure that we give enough microphone time and screen time to the people that that really have a presence, that had the personalities that can captivate people, because we have been in front of a lot of people that just maybe a little dull and we want to make sure that we we put on the best show possible so that's just a it's a continual evolution to make sure that we're trying to bring out the best show and that's that's going to continue to go and 
And, and hopefully now you can understand that, yes, there is a, there's a time balance between the two, but we are, we're starting to put a lot heavy more investment into the pursued spirit side. That's for sure. Guys, well, as uh, pertinent to the episode as this is, thanks for your time tonight, uh, talking a little bit about uh, the balance of both brands. If you, if you want to see the progression, go ahead and take, take, just take still images every single time you see Ryan and I and see how progressively oh, gray God. and bald we get. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at myself. It's bad. It does, man. You're you're receding right here on the the two sides right here, guys. Thanks for your time tonight, listeners. Thank you for your time tonight as we get behind the scenes with the Pursuit Spirits brand. As always, if you all have other topics you want us to get into, questions for the guys, podcast at pursuitspirits.com. We're always taking those in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, tell a friend, all that good stuff as we get the podcast out there and continue to grow pursuit spirits thanks everybody for your time until next time we'll see you all later toodles